At one point this week, the TSX was at its lowest level in more than a year. It had given back all of the gains that it made in 2023. Uh, it was down 7% in like two weeks. Now, it's it, it's come back a bit, but still down quite a ways. And it's not just the TSX. This is the thing. Uh, exchanges all around the world are seeing the same kind of sell-off. So what's fueling it? What does it mean for you? Let's find out. We're going to chat now with Robert Kapchik, who is Senior Economist at the BMO, Bank of Montreal. Robert, thank you for being here. appreciate your time. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so there's always a lot of different factors that go into the market, so we don't want to oversimplify. Um, but we talked about the price of oil earlier in the show. One of the major factors in the recent struggles, too, is bonds, right? Bonds are pulling a lot of money out of the stock market? That's the big swing we've seen, yeah. So we've seen a big sell-off in the bond market, as you said, which is basically, like to just put it in really simple terms, um, interest rates across the board have risen pretty significantly. So we've seen the Bank of Canada obviously raise rates and the Federal Reserve raise yeah. rates, but even in the bond market, like five and 10-year interest rates are, 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 are up dramatically the last year, the last two years, the last three years. So What's what's really happening here is the financial markets across the spectrum, and you mentioned stocks, but also elsewhere in areas like real estate, uh, are really just repricing themselves to this reality now that we're back into an interest rate world that looks a lot more normal than we've been used to the last 10 years. Is is that what it is, a realization? Because, I mean, you know, we've talked before about when will rates come down. Are we getting to a point now where people are saying, you know what, they might not, at least not in the short term. This is This is the reality we're living in now? I, I think so. So they're not coming down in the short term unless the economy really breaks. But I think um, the, the 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 bigger the bigger picture here is that yeah they're eventually going to come down and they're probably going to come down in 2024 sometime. But the bigger picture is they're not going to go down to where they were right at the, at yeah, the height of the yeah. pandemic. They're not going to go down to where they were in that post financial crisis period. Let's say 2010 through 2019, where we had 10 years of really low suppressed interest rates. Yeah. So yeah, like every, everyone asks when are rates going to come down probably next year, but but what the bond market is is saying right now is that when that actually starts to happen, we're not going to go as low as we got used to over the last 10 years. And that's what everything's kind of getting repriced to. Okay, now tell me what the, the yield curve is. I, I have no idea. I, I was doing a lot of reading on this story yesterday, and it's all because the yield curve is showing um, that a recession is due. First of all, what is the yield curve? Well, so it's it's you're basically looking at the difference between short-term and, and long-term interest rates, right? So the Bank of Canada, for example, they go out and raise rates. They're raising rates at the really short end of the yield curve. Um, the bond market, two-year yields, five-year yields, 10-year yields, 30-year yields, all the way out that spectrum basically prices itself on what it thinks is going to happen with interest rates down the road. So when you have this situation where the yield curve is inverted, i.e., longer-term rates are below short-term rates. The bond market is basically saying, okay, the Bank of Canada has raised rates to the point where we think the economy is eventually going to slow down and they're going to have to turn around and cut rates. So the market's betting on rate cuts down the road. And that's usually what we see before recession. Historically, we've actually always seen it before recession because the bond market is pretty smart and you know kind of knows that yeah. okay, you raise rates 500 basis points in a year and a half, you're going to break something in the economy. And that's that's kind of where we are right now. That's that's the signal we're getting right now. So when we take a look at it, that that was the plan, right? Wasn't that the central bank policy was to basically make that happen, to throw cold water on the economy and cool things off? So are we saying it's worked and uh, this is what was supposed to happen or have they gone too far? What's your take on where we are and what the central bank policy has done to get us here? Well, well, well yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they don't want to 
throw cold water on the economy and, and really break it and create a recession. Right? Yeah. But typically the way the cycles work is that that's usually ultimately the outcome that we get. So like in, in the Bank of Canada's perfect world, what they're trying to pull off here is they want to raise rates to a level where they start to see the economy slow down um, and then back off and allow inflation to come back down and kind of engineer this quote-unquote soft landing, right, where things kind of yes. just settle back to normal. But historically, like, it, it's it's really hard to pull that off. And the reason, a lot of reasons, but the big reason why it's really hard to pull that off is when you raise rates today, you don't actually see the full impact of that in the economy until a good 12 to 18 months down the road. So it's very hard for them to thread the needle just right. And unfortunately now, because we've had such a run of, of inflation that's well above where their mandated target is, if, if they're going to miss this in one direction, they're going to miss it in the direction of raising rates too much or leaving them too high for too long at the expense of maybe running running a, a weaker economy for a period just to make sure they, they, they crack inflation. So, of course, people get really nervous when they see things like the TSX dropping as much as it has in other exchanges and start to think about their own portfolios. What's the advice? I mean, uh, is this short-term, or do you need to start thinking about maybe you should be making some changes? Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm no financial advisor, right? So that's, that's, that's not really my <laughs> wheelhouse. But I think, I think there's... You know, if there is a few big takeaways here, it's one is that, yes, it's a pretty uncertain period for the economy going forward over the next 12 months still. And this would apply to any kind of risk asset like stocks or or real estate or or riskier bonds. I mean, that's a pretty straightforward takeaway from where we are in the cycle. Uh, The other thing I would say, just to, I mean, just to Canadians in general, whether you're, you know, a home buyer or an investor, whatever the case may be, your borrower, um, is is what we talked about early on. And that's, if, if you're, sitting there assuming or or just banking on the fact that we're going to quickly go back to the rates that we saw over the last five to 10 years, you're probably going to be disappointed in that. So think about like um, mortgage rates, right? A lot of people took out one and a half to 2% mortgage rates a couple years ago at the height of the housing boom. We're probably going to settle into a world when we, when we get through this where mortgage rates of, you know, let's say around 4% actually look pretty normal, lower, lower than where we are today, but still a lot higher than we've been used to. All right, um, and then there are other things out there. I mean, like if you look at yields on GICs and stuff like that, at, at rates we haven't seen in, in probably ten or fifteen years, and, and much obviously higher yields on things like dividend stocks. That a lot of that's reflecting what's happening in the bond market and how a lot of these asset prices are are are, are adjusting themselves. It, always something, right? I mean, it, it's been so many different things going on whenever we talk that uh, it, you just sort of got to ride it out and, and see where we end up. But like you say. Um, this is kind of what you would expect given some of the actions that we've seen taken earlier. I, I think so, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think so. This is, I mean, this is a, it, it, at its core, it's kind of following the typical right. playbook, like when a central bank tightens and slows the economy down, breaks inflation, you have sell off in, in riskier assets, and then the cycle restarts itself. This one's a little bit uh, more dramatic, maybe has some unique characteristics because of the pandemic we're coming out of, because we just saw. So much excessive stimulus over the last two or three years that's getting worked out of the system. So some of these features might look a little bit more dramatic, but I think like in principle, it's kind of playing out the way they usually do. Yeah. Excellent. Robert, thank you so much for your insight as always. Appreciate it.